0: Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Eh, 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 eh. Blue and green radio in a 90s state of mind. Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com.
1: Welcome friends, you're tuned in to another episode of the Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio podcast, uh, the 90s State of Mind. Hi, my name's Emron, thanks for tuning in, thanks for your time and your company as always. Um, I am uh, joined as always by my uh, co-host Rhonda, who joins me from San Jose, California. I am based in London and uh, we're two best buds who talk uh, 90s album releases that we are just enamored by even after all this time um we uh, i always kind of give the spiel that 90s was sort of a very informative year for me and i and 90s were an informative decade i should say um uh for me it's kind of represents the time that i really really fell in love with music and uh I, it's just having this this opportunity to kind of pick out some of our personal favorites and um celebrate them over the course of around about an hour uh, is a heck of a lot of fun so uh, today's uh, episode sees myself and Rhonda discussed the 1995 I think cult classic or classic classic uh, epic records release of Groove Theory in their self-titled debut album the group if um, the name is new to you uh, it, it paired vocalist Amel LaRue with producer Bryce Wilson and uh, they create a piece of magic they absolutely did It's one of my favourite 90s albums uh, this was my pick I think I mentioned in the actual conversation um um and I just don't think I could uh, envisage doing this a series of 90s albums without having had this album prominently featured at one time or another. So um, with the, we we talk about the fact that... Um, I actually have sort of something of an update uh, about it as well. So we talk about the fact that there was only one album under the Groove Theory banner. Amel LaRue left in '99 to basically pursue her solo career, which I think she ended up... Um, Uh, releasing about five I think five solo studio albums which is incredible and uh Bryce continued his his production he was producing for artists before Groove Theory and he continued to do so with some incredible names uh from uh Mary J Blige and Changing Faces and A Marie and Beyonce for her Dangerously in Love album so um they both have had just really exceptional careers and um uh, I always like to put this album, you know, as the the kind of the, the pinnacle for me uh, of both of their efforts. So um, we talk about the fact that when Amel LaRue left, um, Bryce replaced her with another vocalist uh, called Makita Davis. For a very, very short time, there was an album in the works, but um, they eventually left the label and I think lost the album as a result. Um, they didn't, uh, I don't know who owns the album now, actually, or, or the recordings that they kind of, that groove theory 2.0 unofficially um would have had so um but I found on Wikipedia, of all places, which I bizarrely didn't check before our conversation, apparently Bryce and Amel LaRue kind of reconnected back in 2010, and they were in the studio uh, creating new music for an official follow-up to Groove Theory. So at the time of this recording, that was 11 years ago, and I don't believe anything actually was released. If it has been released, then the it's completely passed me by. But... um. No, I don't believe it has. So, uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, but, you know, that's okay. We still have this wonderful album to celebrate. So, um, we'll jump in to uh, that. Before I, uh, we do, I thought it'd be fun to just whet your appetites about some other albums that we've discussed for a sort of immediate um, inclusion on, in our ongoing series. Um, uh, I won't take. shall we say what's next? We will be discussing sort of Brandy's uh, debut album. We're discussing, uh, you know, finally getting around to doing a Prince review, which I don't understand why we haven't done that one yet. Uh, Erica Badu, uh, Baduism, still not done. D'Angelo's Brown Sugar, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, and I think from quite early on, we had conversations about Tribe Called Quests, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, which might be fun, I think, to kind of. Uh, To push that one uh, forward as well So uh, there's loads of albums um, That we've uh, yet to jump into And uh, well these are a joy So um, we look forward to eventually Getting around to covering as many as we Possibly can Regular listeners of the show will know we feature Um Sort of two songs at the beginning and end of the uh, episode. Uh, Rondell gets to pick the closing number, uh, which um, is a great one, absolutely uh, for for the show today. And I have the uh, luxury of picking the opening number. So uh, I thought uh, long and hard, and there is so much to pick from, but I thought it would be fun to uh, jump into uh, the cover version of Hello It's Me, um, I think by Todd Rundgren, popularised by the Isley Brothers in the 70s, mid 70s I think, Uh, so I thought that would be a nice introduction to the uh, the album. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time and your company, once again without further ado, we'd like to introduce you to Groove Theory's self-titled 1995 classic Groove Theory. This uh, is uh, another of our 90s state of mind shows where we take uh, a, a revered classic, uh, a personal classic as well, uh, project from the 90s and uh, Rhonda and myself uh, take turns in uh, picking a project for us to celebrate, analyse, dissect. Um usually we look at it in a good light. I don't think we've been too negative about anything in the past. No, at, at all. No. no. Um uh, this we I think this was my pick. This one might have it, been my it was, wasn't it? This was this was yours, yes. This was yes. mine. But I, mm-hmm. I I I imagine I had your full uh s- support, bearing in mind we we're discussing the gosh, the amazing Uh, definitive for me, 90s kind of R&B project of uh, Groove Theory uh, and their self-titled one and only uh, Mm -hmm. project, which was released by Epic Records in 95. Uh, Vocalist Amel LaRue, uh, producer Bryce Wilson, um, created uh, a genuine slice of 90s uh, magic uh, for a project uh spearheaded i guess by the uh the incredible tell me single um mm. which is uh kind of yeah been the, the the shining light of the project i think that was the track everybody totally embraced uh from the album Yeah, so there's this sort of, again, it's just one album that they put out, mm-hmm. but there's a lot in and around it to discuss, which is going to be cool. What are your memories, uh, I guess, of, of the project? What was the first thing you remember hearing? Were you familiar with uh, either uh, artist before um, before the album had come out or anything like that?
2: Actually, no. Um, Tell Me was the, the single that... Um, blew up, and that—that's the track that I most remember from the project. And, and so, um, but you know, I agree with you that you know when I was researching for this, um, there, there's a unique, unique sound that they bring together. How they blended um, hip hop and R and B nicely on this project. Um, I know they you know they they like to tie them to neo soul but for me it was more hip hop and R&B blends mm. that that they did. Um <clears throat> and then subsequently um, uh, I heard the the projects from Amel and followed her progression as a, a solo artist. So, yeah, I look forward to delving into conversation
1: with you on this so yeah yeah the neo soul thing it's really funny you should say that because i i for years i've i've kind of you know if i had ever read anything about groove theory or even just like message board kind of conversations where people talk about neo soul in the 90s they quite often mention uh groove theory and mm-hmm. i suppose in a way it makes sense because Amel larue i think particularly with infinite possibilities that we hopefully mm-hmm. will talk about later. That's that's a that's a neo soul album I think. Oh yeah. And I, I think the music yeah I think the music that she went on to do certainly she was a neo soul artist. So maybe that's why people retroactively kind of say Groove Theory is is a neo soul album. But you're right. I I've never considered it one. I've never really looked at it at one and this is you know that that doesn't mean anything it's just a label sort of sort of thing but yeah. um you know i i guess what you know i i think brown sugar gets the tag of being the first one but i guess it's really fair to cite tony tony tony's work uh, oh, yeah. before that That's as true. well so um but yeah i agree i agree with theory in that conversation is never necessarily fit so it's to me it's just it's it's one of the best '90s R&B albums, if not one of the best R&B albums I've ever uh, kind of kind of heard. i you know, it's a it's a fantastic project, and you're right that hip hop kind of uh, aesthetic to it just totally totally shines through, and it's just it's brilliant, brilliant production uh, from yeah. Bryce. This is him at his his gosh, his absolute best. I would have thought.
2: Yeah. I, you know, he had his background with what Mantronics before mm. that spurred, you know, his idea to create Groove Theory. Um, but yeah, the way he laid or, or his, I guess his idea for this group Groove Theory was to, you know, make these productions <laughs> actually with different artists, but um it really didn't take off subsequent to the first album, um, and I, I think that's probably due to the talent of Amel, mm. um, because her vocals, you know, really shine through and they resonated with the listeners, right? Um, but yeah, um, excellent production, I do agree with that. Uh, so yeah, so wait, so. You know you always ask me why I pick what I pick, why did you like want to pick this album
1: i i think because you know when it's it's difficult i think we have always considered mm-hmm. this series without this album um mm-hmm. and I think we've been really lucky with some of the ones that we've picked in that there's been there's been a lot to discuss about them. You Mm -hmm. know, if you particularly listen to, I think, our last episode, like uh, Lauren Hill's album, uh, Miseducation, there's a lot to talk about uh, with that project. Mary J. Blige, lots to talk about with with kind of each of these projects. But I think with Groove Theory, I always felt that there wasn't necessarily a lot to discuss about it in that Mm -hmm. it was, I deemed it like a one album. We didn't get a follow-up, you know, uh, they went their separate ways. I don't even know if there was actually a fallout uh between them hopefully there wasn't but um um but it's just it's it's like i said it's you know for for what this kind of show has been in terms of celebrating 90s -hmm. releases i just think it would have been impossible to do that Uh, without this album
2: gotcha yeah yeah yeah. i mean especially with the single tell me because it yeah it has been um so popular right um but they they have a lot of good tracks in addition to that one mm. too. So, um good selection, sir. So, <laughs> um <laughs> um it was fun for me to go through and listen to it again cuz part of it, you know, the production is it's hip hop uh R&B but it's kind of laid back. So it's yeah. kind of like um just, you know, like if you're a Sunday, you know, hanging out with friends or have, at a picnic or, you know, just hanging out, this would be something you could play, you know, some of these tracks yeah. um, at the event or just to, to chill to. So it was nice to go back through and, and listen to it, you know.
1: Yeah yeah were, were you familiar with uh, i i've got to shamefully say i i knew of mantronics but i actually don't think i was very familiar with their music uh in general i know bryce didn't start with the group he came quite late i think in their um i think was it their like their third album he actually sort of uh joined under the name was it bryce lover and he was a he rapped with them and he did some production um but I actually wasn't too familiar with with um um uh Mantronics really sort of beyond a couple of uh maybe their bigger singles were you were you a fan of them before was it later that you realized that he had been connected to them later
2: I, I didn't follow Mantronics so um it's really because of him, and then you you know you do the checking, and you're like, oh really? Okay. So I got that um subsequent um to um I didn't follow him. So mm-hmm. and I probably should have since it's kind of you know electro and dance and things like that, but yeah. I you know, I I was more into at this particular stage. Um, I was in the house, but I was really also into hip hop and neo soul and funk and stuff at Mm. at this time. So, yeah, I I I missed them. So, Mm. but you know, but just studying this, knowing that it was from that that he got his idea. Wanted to be, he wanted to be the producer. He wanted to, you know, put together a, a group that would have the flexibility that he was looking for to like bring in different uh vocalists or uh collaborations to to try and spin that off i think that's what he wanted to try and do mm. and it's clever he it, it just didn't you know unfortunately didn't pan yeah. out but you know good idea mm. i think that was yeah. the biggest
1: surprise for me when i started going into to this um uh kind of research wise because i guess amel is you know, the more recognizable name uh, mm-hmm. of the two, but to to see how much Bryce actually has done, even prior to Groove Theory, you know, from, mm-hmm. you know, the Mantronics projects and got so much production, uh, you know, he had done uh, tracks, you know, pre-Groove Theory and, he, you know, the fact that he, he, he with Babyface, did uh, Tony Braxton, you're making me, yeah. oh, I just I remember... I I did find that out years ago, but I remember just thinking, Oh my, like I had absolutely no idea. It was right. He had sort of had, had such high profile projects and he's had some amazing uh, gigs on projects from Mary J. Blige and uh, changing faces um uh, as yet terry monica terry and monica and, and and again i just i found out today he had a, a track on the beyonce uh dangerously in love album as well which wow is, yeah so that's again went into the 2000s now but um he yeah the track with um uh, outcast uh um outcast big boy um oh, okay. he produced that and it was like wow you know i i couldn't believe how much stuff he'd Uh, again, done prior to Groove Theory, but, you know, since as well. His resume is incredible.
2: Yeah, I think actually um, that's also probably part of why they split up because one, his production took off and then Amel went off to do her thing. And I think the other thing too is um, when you're in the background, um, people don't always see you, right? Cuz when you see the group singing, it's it's her, right? right. And even the vocalists and things like that, that's that's not him. So what what happens is if you're in the background and and you're not in the spotlight, then people can like leave you in the background. Yeah. But but that's what he liked to do and then he was able to use that talent though to catapult him, you know, into these other projects and though they became a source of of uh work for him right so i think each of them were able to catapult or use the 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 group as a stepping stone to 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 go on to different things that were Mm. beneficial to both of their their talents it's it's funny because
1: then that kind of mid. 90s kind of onwards it was sort of you're absolutely right that kind of you you're you're you know to be the producer guy or the overlooked person uh mm-hmm. and but i suppose in that mid 90s you're looking at an era of hip-hop and r&b where it kind of switched didn't it when you look at the mm-hmm. prominence of people like puffy or timberland <laughs> yeah you know, when they became bigger than the people they were working with right you know? and, and it's interesting how I, I don't know how 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 you can I suppose Tim did it through a very definitive sound that mm-hmm. you could just hear across different, you know, productions that he was doing, whether it was uh, Genuine or Missy or Aaliyah or Total or SWV, uh, mm. you could hear it, you know, that it mm-hmm. was very distinctive and puffy just from, it, from putting his face out there the way he did, <laughs> you know, he became, you know, yes. bigger than... The, everyone on the on the bad boy roster you know the puff daddy yeah. remix became a thing of itself but yeah it was sort of shifts into an era where the the producer be- started to really become the prominent feature uh in in kind of acts didn't it
2: yeah and i think that that opened the door for, for say someone like pharrell who right. then also went off into that or um uh so, so deaf, you got yeah, <laughs> you know decree, his, yeah, yeah. You, you, you hate doing that, so um, maybe he was just a little bit ahead of his time, I would say mm-hmm. that he didn't catapult like that, right, where or at least not where people would visually know yeah. all the stuff he was on, right, he had the opportunities, but it's not like he got the let's say the the recognition of let's say a, a p diddy right. or A K sean combs or whatever mm. um and let me stop uh because i like p diddy <laughs> but you know p. diddy or anyway um
1: <laughs> you're ticking them anyway. off your bingo list right now Parfum no
2: <laughs> no i like I, I, like he went through all of those um but i i mean and i do I, actually i really did his his contribution to hip-hop you you cannot it's an you know he's made his mark yeah. you know sean combs is. so um i just wanted to add some humor to the conversation but um but i do think that there was a switch that you what you raised right where that became a thing right um but you know, even to find out that he was part of Tony Braxton, I'm like, really? Because that was a big track. A big, <laughs> so, yeah. and I think that's that's where um, I think he just maybe's the influence of, let's say, um, Babyface, because Babyface has p- put out great music, but he's not in the spotlight of his music, right? He just oh. puts out these these tracks, and if you're doing it like him, then you're putting out all these songs. People just don't know. Right, and so I think that that's probably um, the biggest difference. And then he he also went off to do acting, right? Because he was acting as well. So you've got different uh, avenues to be creative. So I think um, you know, uh, I would have liked a new album, an, another album. I know they tried to come back, but it just didn't come together for him. So okay, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's interesting because it, uh, in a way I. I'm very, I, I, I agree like another album. I, I can't, you know, you, I suppose mm-hmm. you always get that, you know, if you, you always want that one more when it's of such a standard and and such a high quality, you always think, Oh yeah, I'd, I'd love another one. But I I don't know, sometimes I can kind of get lost in the kind of, uh, nature of you have this wonderful, you know, fantastic project and it's, it's fine. I think it, mm-hmm. I think the thing that I don't, the reason, that I probably don't want or didn't want another one is because there's something very. This is going to sound like an insult, but it's meant completely as a compliment. But it sounds so dated as like a brilliant 90s sound. Oh, I don't yeah. want it evolve, to evolve or update. <laughs> Does that make sense?
2: Um, no, 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 that I it is. It makes perfect sense because, like, um, like, like 10 minute high, um, yeah. Time Flies, uh, Ride, Come Home, all of those have what I, I would say is hip hop programming as yes. a basis, right? And so you can tell it's a little dated, even though it's a good, they're great songs, right? So if you want what 90s sounds, songs, excuse me, 90s songs sound like, that's what you're going to get, right? Yes. Yeah, um, brilliantly put, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I get you there. Um, but you know, like, um, tell me, you know, that's a great fusion with hip hop, great bass. Um, hello, it's me, the remake, Mm -hmm. um, fabulous remake. Love it. Love it. Love it. And it sounds more live. So it's not, it doesn't have the programming. Um, the vocals are layered beautifully. And you know the Isley brothers would be really nice. They'd be very pleased mm. with you know with that. Yeah. Um but uh a lot of it is just um good to me, nice great, again, hip hop with R and B. So it's it's that fusion. So yeah, I guess you're absolutely right. Sometimes it's best to leave things alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you made Monopoly don't try and make another game that one's good <laughs> it's good try and make another
1: game it's not gonna be as good but that's okay yeah well <laughs> uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't know if you've you mentioned a couple of songs i mean mm-hmm. one of them probably the most hip-hop best to me is uh probably come home <laughs> that tends to be after tell me that for some reason is is always the, the the song i always hear in my head you know when i think of the album yeah. tell me and then kind of the way that that tune starts as well and um yeah it's such a brilliant brilliant song and um but yeah it, it really flits because you've got as you say these kind of heavier hip-hop sounding tunes but then it can just go you know something like good to me like you say you know yeah. it's um it can just do that or um uh, probably. Hello, it's me. Hello, it's me. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and it just can go to this almost really sweet R and B kind of sounds, but then boom, it can just you know something like uh, come home or ten minute high can just come in and it's like, fly like, me, wow. Amazing. Yeah, and t- ten minute high, it's got like this jazzy
2: hip yeah. hop, laid back, cool to it, right? Um, which I really, really adored. Um, on ride. It, it reminded me of almost like jade don't walk away wow, it's got yes. that kind of vibe to it right so um yeah it's just real real 90s album cut yeah 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 <laughs>
1: Of them, considering everything that they've they've both uh, gone on to do as sort of individual projects, I, I honestly I I think this really represents each of their their, their peaks. I think it's the the absolute best thing that they were each kind of a part of. Um, yeah, and uh, I say that with all love of, to uh, Infinite Possibilities as well, which I hope we can discuss oh, yeah, a little yeah. later. That's a brilliant uh-huh. uh, album, but oh, I, I think yeah. Yeah, everything they did was it was always groove theories, Melvin, groove theories, Bryce Wilson, and um, yeah, I, I think that this uh, the music on here is yeah, it's a total masterpiece.
2: Yeah, um, like I like the percussion, and didn't you know? So. You know, Mm -hmm. they were able to fuse different genres a little bit, but still kept it um, hip hop, uh, which was really uh, a nice thing to go back and listen to. Um, You know, keep trying. It has a pocket groove with the bass. You know me, I'm... Yeah, yeah, you're a
1: bass head. Yeah, yeah. I'm a
2: bass head. So, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah, this is good. Real funky. With the background singers and everything, so it's layered really nicely. So, um, kudos to both of them for um, coming together and, and putting this project out for us to enjoy, right? Um, and it's it's interesting since you know, um, you know how they met, right? Um, she was an assistant. To his publisher, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you try having her sing?" And then, really? I didn't know. It. I didn't right. know. That. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like you know it, how things come together, and they just they clicked, and you know make great music for us. Was so. he
1: was he a bit older then? I don't I, actually. That's a good. Point. I don't know. I just say that um, just because of the because he had been in the industry for so long. Uh, like uh-huh. comparatively so like i i was i was assumed as a result of that stuff that he had Oh he might have been a couple years older yeah
2: no well according oh, okay well,
1: according to wikipedia you know how
2: they are yeah. <laughs> the true facts source. uh no they're the same age i just oh, think really? that price wow. was, was um in the in the industry longer though right yeah. whereas I think a mill was in the industry, but like you know, if you're an assistant or something, that means you're writing and you're doing these things as your dream, to hopefully one day get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Whereas he was it he was actually a, a performer and 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 trying to expand
1: his talents. I think longer in the industry. And mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder at what point or what made him kind of give up on rapping. or or, you know kind of performing as you say in that way you know i suppose when you start a group like groove theory it kind of would have given him you know the the a a platform to kind of continue that with you know sort of sharing sort of front and center i wonder what pushed him to well to not doing it anymore yeah that's
2: a that's a good point i'm not sure i mean the one thing that i got was that I think he liked in Mantronics how the, the 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 person who did the production. I have to go back and check um, how he was running the group, and I think that he wanted that right for his project, and so I think that's why he transitioned. Um, because yeah, I, I don't. I actually I like this album, so I don't really for him to have like try to put. You right, know, add another voice to it, yeah. Or you no, know, you you know, sometimes I mean, I think at that time we really were at the cusp of having hip hop artists come on to do you know do their little snips for songs, right? Mm-hmm. Right, When you hire a rapper to say you know a little intro segment or you know a little breakdown hip hop for a track. We haven't, we don't. I don't think we really had that at that time yet. Right. So maybe that's also the reason why he decided not to right. Um, bring that in, which again, like had this group been later on, let's say post uh, P. Diddy, maybe he would have rapped, you know, because he could have done it himself, right? Yeah. Versus bringing in another artist. um, But yeah, you know, sometimes you... You know, you're on the cutting edge <laughs> before, you know what's to
1: come. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there was sort of only one album, but it's one of the, it's like a glorious jigsaw puzzle that if you if you look hard enough and piece together everything kind of in and around the album, there's actually quite a lot uh, mm-hmm. that you can kind of pick up if you're you know if, as a as a fan of the album. If you're kind of like, I want more. I mean, there's the, mm-hmm. I, I actually. I had picked up a couple of uh, remixes from the mm. album for the longest time. Actually, I had like, a four-track uh, "Tell Me" uh, six oh. single, which had um, oh, a, a, gosh, a couple of different mixes. There's the BKNY R&B mix uh-huh. uh, for "Tell Me There Is," uh, Cleves one twenty-two house mix uh this spark plug mix there's a um a ragga mix a reggae mix uh mm. as well um so that i think those are the four tracks that are on the single i should have brought it down um for this but uh yes yeah, so now it's upstairs you're, you're it. saving it i understand um, <laughs> the after party
2: when we go off the air that's what we do okay <laughs> dust off the Sorry, cd people. and then put it on that, yeah you know that's
1: right <laughs> But I guess beyond the Tell Me <laughs> mix as well, there's there's still loads. There's, uh, there's a hip-hop mix for Keep Trying. There is a Go-Go mix for Keep Trying. There is oh. Charles Roan's Summer Groove remix for Baby Love. There's a heck of a lot. It's really surprising, actually. It's probably well, a little like eight to ten uh remixes floating around just from this one album as well and there's a really cool um one i found um for janet um mm. oh. this one came out in 94 there is a groove theory remix of vibe uh but mm. it is it's just credited as production from Bryce so uh, Mel Lu isn't at, attributed to the song at all but you know he's mm-hmm. obviously started to use the groove theory name um, kind yeah. of for projects going forward, and this is uh, the year before the album actually come out. So, um, I maybe I don't know if he had just considered using it solely for himself, as you said, before using it for a vehicle for other kind of artists and stuff like that. Yeah, but, um, and uh, and the final uh, thing that I found in relation to to Groove Theory is again we discussed this I think in our last conversation as well that that revered love jones soundtrack which ah, um yeah. i think yeah we discussed in terms of the lauren hill uh mm-hmm. track there's obviously you know it's a brilliant uh soundtrack and we talked about it as a as a kind of a vehicle for neo soul to kind of garner more recognition uh in a in a real notable way but you that houses tracks from michelle um uh, maxwell Kenny Latimore, and various names. But there is also a a Groove Theory track on there entitled Never Enough, which is Amel LaRue and Bryce, uh, not on the album. Uh, So that's another super cool bonus uh, if anyone doesn't have it. uh, And if you're going to become a completist, kind of get everything you can for Groove Theory, then that's another one that I would wholeheartedly recommend. We definitely think that you should always be a completist when you can't. Yes. No, no, I'm serious. So, you know, I'm
2: like, okay, you're missing out if you don't have it. Um, because yeah, actually, that's a great album. So, you know, I'm, yeah you know, it's a tasty. Um, yeah. And it's, it's funny because that's, that's, I would associate definitely Neo Soul, not so much this project. But, um, and I think it's just the texture of the music itself that makes it a difference for me. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's just interesting when you, cause you know, while you're listening to the, to the songs real time, you have no idea what's going on with these artists, right? right. Or the backstory or what happens, you know, how, how this platform or this, this project is used as a platform to springboard onto something else. So you're like, Oh, when's the next album? Oh, they're not, they're not working together anymore what happened right and then you mm. you know then years later where where is groove theory now you know it's yeah. so you know like uh i don't know so um like for amel to to go into infinite possibilities from this project and and to to see her progress as uh as an artist um that growth that was really um nice to see for her for a personal success um, I, I don't know if we're are we transitioning to that yeah I you? think that's it's it. a, okay it's, it's a just, great segue you know, okay. let's talk about <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah so I mean, we'll come back to had, yeah
1: I mean she had a great <laughs> 90s uh run as well before you know really establishing her <laughs> solo album yeah uh, yes. run. she had tracks with um well, she had a couple of great tracks with Sweetback uh yes. on that album. Two great oh, tracks. Yeah. Uh she had tracks with The Roots, she had tracks with uh, Delight, Delights T Toa uh Deja Groove. Um in two thousand, I think it was, she was on Guru's Jasmine Taz uh Street mm. Soul album. You know, mm-hmm. she had an incredible run. This is obviously not including her Infinite Possibilities album. Right uh, as well. So yeah, she's yeah, again a hugely productive um kind of 90s period uh for her even beyond groove theory exactly and I, I think
2: to her credit to her vocals you know every when you're a great singer uh that you can partner and pair with different artists you know it's a credit to your talent um because you know the projects like with Sweetback, very awesome awesome songs with the roots you know it, it's it's great to um guru right i mean these are these are like great artists that said hey we want you and then you you come on and you you're able to bring your talent to a collaboration and and make it a classic right so yeah. um it's it's and I, then i think that is what you know you, catapults you on your own project when it does, you know, get released, right? It's yeah. technically like one single we could talk about. Uh, get up that makes the the nineties cut, then <laughs> the rest get released um, in in the two thousands. But mm-hmm. um and that was a big big track for her, right?
1: Um, to get it, yeah. to, to be released, um, great song as well. Most deaf yeah. remix uh, on. Uh, bonus track on the album as well which is a, a super cool inclusion
2: yeah so you know um you know it's it's nice when you see um artists be able to uh be collaborative and then you know have their own projects that you know can build a collection for themselves right um so uh i liked i liked sweet misery as well right so, so um yeah it's just ah uh, you know it's actually when you picked this album at first i was like what and then when i went back to listen to it i was like oh this is a great you know it's a great project so um it's nice to see um where they come from their origins and then you know because when I listen to infinite possibilities, I can go back and say, Okay, this is where all of that you know, all those seeds came to be planted okay. and then harvested and in, in, in subsequent projects. Mm. Right. So yeah.
1: It's a really versatile yeah. album, isn't it? I mean, I, yeah. again, the, the first song I tend to think of is uh, "Down," which is like oh, a really yeah. insane drum and bass, you know, almost yes. kind of sound to it. And it's again, it, it you know, so much of infinite possibilities is so different to to kind of the, the Groove Theory project, but it it really right. does um, kind of warrant all the uh, the praise in the world. I think it's really you know very versatile and. Uh, uh beautiful, album to be honest i think mm-hmm. there's so many uh, it makes me whole uh that song oh, oh.
2: yes wow. such a gorgeous
1: gorgeous song she sounds amazing on it she had such a great kind of just legitimacy to it in such a you know it's one of the songs that you couldn't imagine anyone else singing that one
2: no except maybe aretha but no just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding just kidding <laughs> Yeah, no, she'll take over a song, and you're like, I didn't want that song anyway. Or you think that's fine? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but to, to her, to Amel's talent, no, it, it is her song and mm-hmm. beautifully done. So, yeah, um, it's just great work, you know. You know, this is a good, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'll give you your, your bravo to you
1: (laughs) she She kind of worked with with her her husband didn't she she did um... actually
2: oh and she met her husband through bryce
1: so oh really yeah i think he's 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 actually on i can't remember what it's for but i think he's actually got his name on credits for the groove theory album as well yes
2: yeah
1: right yep yeah,
2: because I, I went to look because I saw the name twice. I'm like, who is this person? Oh, her husband. Okay, nice. <laughs> so that, that that fit. But um, yeah, that's so you know, I I don't you know I when I went to try and see like why they went their separate ways, I I just think um, their successes, um, you know, sometimes you can. I don't want to say outgrow, but you, you're, um, <clears throat> you get opportunities that, you know, uh, that have you go in a different path, right? Yeah. So for for each of them, I think that that's what happened. That this really became a springboard for other opportunities for them yeah. to explore. Um, and then once you get that taste of success, and it keeps coming. Um, then you're like, uh, yeah, we'll get back to that project it. Oh yeah, we'll we'll try and do it later. Yeah. And uh okay. And when um the second attempt of groove theory um uh, without ML wasn't um as strong. I don't think it was even released. Um <clears throat> and I and I think it might have been because of, of um the support of Amel with this group, right? Because sometimes, you know, because uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, she was the, the lead singer. So it's kind of hard to say, oh, okay, we're just going to swap in another lead singer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, especially when she was is as well liked as she is. Yeah. So it's kind of. Hmm. I remember really someone really?
1: on OK Player years ago kind of uh, referenced um Larue, uh, her husband as the Yoko Ono of of the group uh, <laughs> kind of implying that he took her away from all the like all the people that she worked with, say in those nineties, uh, that he okay. became the chief collaborator for her projects and all those amazing guest spots and collaborations all kind of came to something of a of an end really um, oh that is a completely unsubstantiated rumor or perspective okay. that i've just put out so well, I, have, I have i have no I'm idea just, i just remember well, reading it and it's always sort of stayed in the back of my mind but well, i honestly have no idea if there's any kind of validity
2: you to come it. to us for the tea you know if we, mm. if we can if we can have some tea we'll we'll spur some tea just a little See, little, there's, a, there's a
1: part of me I think is that was something Questlove said as well. Because didn't they huh. used to go to school together or something?
2: Um, I know she. I think she went. Was did she go on uh, the prom date with him? Yeah.
1: You see, I yeah, had prom like in my that? head, and I didn't I know. I was like, did so? they go, or he wanted to ask her? I can't remember. But he, I think did he's I? been open about having a real, quite strong crush on her back then. Well, you know. I, You know, she's not sore in the eyes, you
2: know, I, you know, (laughs) yeah, quest, you know, (laughs) but, but her husband's part of the group. So, you, no, no,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it, but
2: uh, (laughs) no, but I think she did go to the prom. So that could be where the seeds of, of his um, support of her uh, started, but yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, there's a I'm few Roots and Mel kind no. of tracks, isn't there? Collaborations, there's the Glitches. Yeah. On it. I think she has backing vocals for a couple of Illadelf tracks. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but uh, again, there, I suppose there was so much more that could have uh, happened there. But obviously, yeah. as you say, it all go some different directions. And kind of yeah, different and if thing.
2: if he is the Yoko Ono and he was influencing <laughs> her, hey. Please get it to release a new album. I'm just saying. It's been it's a, a long okay. time, hasn't it? It has. You know, I'm. You know, this part of the show is if you're listening, people, <laughs> release more, release more music. <laughs> That's all. It's our. It's our request. Um, <laughs> if we're gonna ask, I'm gonna ask. Okay, sure. so whether or not. So, I know Christmas is early, but still, we'd appreciate <laughs> it. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, so um, you know. Uh, yeah, because I think the last one for her is uh 2013. So, wow, yeah. uh, uh-huh.
1: now would be good. Yeah, wow, that is a mighty mm-hmm. long time.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and and I know you know people live their lives, but <clears> it's <throat> like when you have great talent, that's I think that's what creates the the anticipation for subsequent you know uh work for us to to uh enjoy listen to and enjoy so you know yeah yeah
1: so i guess that kind of mm-hmm. as you mentioned that re reincarnated uh, version of uh groove theory because on mm-hmm. i heard one track earlier today um i was actually i was i wasn't I was never sure if anything had come out. And I still am not entirely sure if anything came out officially. There's something on Discogs that references uh, a sampler of the answer. So I think the answer was what mm. the album was going to be called. Um, okay. And there was a sort of four or five songs listed there. And I listened on YouTube. You can mm. listen to a track called For Sure, uh, which obviously is Bryce in this new version of Groove Theory with vocalist Makeda Davis. Um, and it's not a bad song. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, this uh, I think is ultimately five years after. And the sound has evolved, you know, mm-hmm. even taking her, uh, Makita out of the equation. Just musically, mm-hmm. you, this is something that would never have fit on uh. to that first album. And, you know, I guess Bryce his responsibility as a producer is to evolve and kind Mm -hmm. of uh uh, create new 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 styles and everything like that but i it's funny when you kind of have something that's so rooted in a sound i always wonder how you approach a follow-up you know it would he feel rooted to the sound you know from the first album or is it a case of no why make music in this time and moment and what it sounds like it sounds like you know, uh, I, I often wonder where a producer in that context, you know, where their mind kind of, uh, takes the project, so to speak.
2: Yeah. Um, if the textures are complete, see, this is the thing. Um, when artists make music, their listeners get accustomed to certain things, right? Yeah. Um, Rightly or wrongly, um, so it kind of it can pigeonhole you unless you've pushed the boundaries in such a way that your listeners go with you and you're able to to, to keep branching out. Right? right? Um, it's um, in this case, it wasn't uh, picked up, which is unfortunate, um, but. I think that's where you're you're getting this right it's like he should be able to evolve as a producer the thing is, is did you get too far away from yeah. what the listeners were expecting and um and and when you have um time elapse like years of, of have elapsed then um it can be even more difficult right 'Cause they're still trying to tie something to what they liked about you in the first project, right? Um, so you gotta prep your listener. Otherwise they'll be like, What? What did you do? I I you know, and it's like I said, rightly or wrongly, right? Um So and and I think too again, 'cause the Mel is and I'm not taking any thing away from miss davis because she's great in her own way (laughs) you know when when somebody's used to the 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 other singer and this one comes in and you're good no disrespect to you and your talent but you know we really like Amel. see and then you have (laughs) Infinite. no because because her infinite possibilities took off right Mm. so people are still um they they know her talent they know her music they like her so then when you try and bring out groove theory it's like oh this is not anything yeah like what we're used to so that's where you get this this uh,
1: disconnect unfortunately um it was bold wasn't it to use the name yeah. like i appreciate the the name groove theory carried weight and he probably yeah. thought i don't want to start from scratch with a you know a new name and a new introduction but it was whether or not he even had, you know, the endorsement of Amel. Maybe she was like, "Yeah, do it. This is great. Mm-hmm. Good luck." You know, and she heard it and loved it. I don't know, obviously, but mm-hmm. I suppose, I suppose, what's there was a, I can't remember if we've spoken about this before, but I think sometimes I, as a as a podcast conversation, this always kind of intrigues me a bit about about band names or like collective mm. names because it's kind of like, well what's the kind of, what's the protocol with what the name represents? Like, is it, is it right that he could not, you know, I'm saying he's done any wrong at all, but in terms of Mm -hmm. like groove theory, ultimately represented two people. So Mm -hmm. the fact that you continue without one of those key people and you just bring in another person and, and say, you know, and say, this is groove theory. I say, well, it's not groove theory. (laughs) do you know what's groove theory then if this is groove theory then what's groove theory bryce's groove theory you're basically saying you know and it's kind of i think when uh one of the i I forget the name of the of the said artist but one of the bgs basically Mm. when they when he passed away i remember the other two bgs saying we'll never release new music under the name the bgs because the bgs were three of us and that's not that you know that that won't be the case anymore You know, it was like TLC released music without left eye. And it's like, should you, you know, kind of, it's so interesting what the name represents and what you can or can not, or should or should not do under that name. Does any of that make any sense?
2: Um, It does. Um, uh, And and like I said, I know in in Bryce's mind, when he started the group, how he thought I'm going to just be able to alternate and just, bring in new talent for different projects Hmm. that's not how the listeners took the group right yeah so we weren't oh okay you're gonna bring in someone new no we we um we really see and and truthfully because he's in the back in production who we really see is the male so so now you're bringing groove theory and where's the male Right, it's like, um <laughs> you know, um it's like when you have to bring in new temptations when they leave the group, you right. got who was this person, mm, yeah. mm, right, and um like I said, if Amel's personality and her creativity weren't as strong as they were, then the shadow wouldn't be so great, right yes. So that's the problem is that so, then. Yeah. Miss Davis comes in and you're like, Hey, is it raining? Is it cloudy? What is this? Where's yeah. the sun? This It's gone. You know, because her talent is covering this group because what we saw really, I mean, I know in some of the videos he's in the video, but it's still revolved around her singing and yeah. our interaction was with her vocals and everything. So it's really looking like, even though there's two people, you know, even on the album cover, she's the one that's more in the front um, he's there in the back, so you know yeah. he's there. But you know, so it's almost like Andrew Ridgeley in Wham, like right? Ooh. Okay, so you know that's the number one question because George took off, right? Yes, and so um, you get left. But um, so that that's the problem. I, I so I know what he was trying to do. White kept the name Groove Theory, but to your point, it probably would have been better for him to spin it into a different group so that we would have had an opportunity to recognize this project with a new lead vocalist. Right. Cause mm, yeah.
1: And for her, for, for Makita Davis, I mean, do you go into this situation with masses of levels of excitement or are you completely intimidated as you say about the shadow that kind of casts over the project? And well, Amel, you know, is, is at this point revered and the album is Mm -hmm. beloved and Mm -hmm. um, you've got this incredible 90s single with Tell Me and you're now taking the name in essence and you're replacing this, irreplaceable person is sort of right factor of this kind of equation it's it's gosh for her it would have been i imagine oh, a, she either massively excited or just completely intimidated yeah i think well i
2: think she probably was excited for the opportunity but it's like um it's almost hard when you step into someone's shoes of an album that went gold. Right. So it was a, it was a successful album. So now you're going to be on the front of that. It's like, if you're going to replace Chaka and and Rufus, Uh, you know, we're used to Chaka Khan. So, you know what I mean? It's like, um, uh, this is why like, if it wasn't so good, then we could get away with this, but (laughs) <laughs> you know you know what i mean Cause you're like well you know if she wasn't well you know we liked her but you know we're going to replace her so cuz now people are like but um uh, mm, you know and so and that's the thing it's like because the 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 group is the same name you're now rightly or wrongly she gets com- compared to amel yeah so hmm if if it doesn't sound as strong as this album the first groove theory um then it's like you've dug a hole for yourself because you know where's the reception and the fairness for her talent yeah right and um but i mean when you're trying to start out and you get an opportunity to be part of a group that was gold and in, in, in the project sounds good and you think, hey, it's going to be great. And then it doesn't get released or, you know, you only get a sample, you know, that not everybody has. So hold on to that one. Um, um, you know what I mean? So from her perspective, it's it could be like this great opportunity for her. Right. Yeah. But the problem was, was that the listeners were so used to Mel that, you know, it lost its way a little bit. Um. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I wonder what the if the you know that must be. I imagine an official reason why. I suppose the 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 second kind of iteration of Groove Theory, while the full length album never sort of was released. I don't know if they, um, you know. I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to know if maybe they did the single uh, that came out and it underperformed and they scrapped it, or um, yeah, intrigued to know why the full they officially never saw the light of day.
2: Yeah, um, I would have to at least hear um, what you've got. I'll make a deal with you offline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's probably it. I think they probably put um, put out a single to see if people would pick it up and be receptive, you know, gave it some radio play hmm. um, or, you know, sometimes you do these little sampler parties where they have people and you try them out and then the record company decides, Hmm. Yeah. I mean, thank you. We appreciate you putting this project right. together, but that's all we're going to do with it. Hmm. And, and it's gotta be a little hard even for Bryce, right? Yeah. Because, you know, what he anticipated doing uh, didn't essentially didn't get to go off the ground. So that's why I'm like, I think he was ahead of the curve in, in, in terms of wanting to have this concept of the producer bringing in different talent, right? Because yes, yeah. subsequently later, let's say if he had done that kind of idea, you know, a few, a few years later, um, under the umbrella like P. Diddy, right? um and I, and I think he would have had to put himself more in the spotlight which yeah. i don't i know he he's an actor so he's not afraid of that but he didn't do that on this project so um so people are like well if you're not as good as mel then mm, right so you this is what i'm saying right yeah. so we're really just looking at the lead singer so that's so you're going to have this comparison rightly or wrongly between these two singers and if if it didn't carry itself and you're not carrying some feel of what the first album had cuz there's a certain texture to that album which is why you like it right mm-hmm. um if you got too far away from it and um the, your listening base wasn't ready for it then we have to we have to shelve it and that's uh sad yeah yeah but he had production talent so he he was able to go forward but i don't know what happened with miss davis so i hope she was able to do some things after this yeah yeah okay yeah
1: they -hmm. i suppose the in terms of the original two i mean obviously yeah Mm -hmm. as we sort of discussed earlier in the show they they obviously went on to really incredible things but um Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know with Makida Davis beyond uh, uh, this yeah. uh, this project. So, um, but yeah, but it's kind of cool to kind of delve into. I th- like I said, uh, you know, when I considered this album as something for us to talk about, I I used to think, well, I don't really know what we would what the conversation would be, but it's actually loads mm-hmm. in and around what they released and kind mm-hmm. of looking at each of their contributions for the. You know I suppose that nineties period as well it's yeah you know they' really productive and um uh, you know some wonderful creative uh hires for both of them. I think the two best projects that Mel put out you know were you know infinite possibilities and uh the groove theory project so um yeah so, yeah, it's kind of exciting to delve into those as separated by about four years, I think between them but um
2: yeah, yeah, which. You know, gave gave her an opportunity and I think because she was doing the other projects, right? So she mm. had an opportunity to continue uh being creative while she put together her project. Mm. Um and then that's exactly what he was doing on the production side. He was producing other things that yeah. kept, you know, built on um it built his skill set and his you know, his ability to become a great producer. So um yeah. You know, it's it's like um, when we talked about Khalees and um, hearing like the elements of of Pharrell, you know, then in that album, and then it planted seeds that you know, (laughs) you know, catapulted him into you know into Mars. Yeah. And outer space, you know, <laughs> they only go where, you know, only billionaires are currently going. So you know, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah. So you know, you never know. You know, you get a project, and then it it spurs this creativity to to allow you to to go forth, right, and mm-hmm. and and um, explore other opportunities and. Fortunately, they've been a part of some really great music that yeah. we've had, right? I was like Tony Braxton; he was part of that. So you know, I was Amazing. like, what? you know, I was like, I didn't even know. This. So I was like, wow, I love that track. So, um, and 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 that's that's to both of their credit, to their talents of of what they they do, you know, um individually and with this album when they came together, right? So, so mm-hmm.
1: I guess. Mm-hmm, on sir. that note i don't know yes, if this is sir. going to be the easiest question in the world for you to answer i imagine it might mm. be uh, mm. as you know we end on uh Ronda's favorite tune basically uh from from said project and uh-huh. i kind of i'm going am i am i am i guessing incorrectly <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what your favorite tune might maybe may we're going to
2: well do be. rock paper scissors on this one here <laughs> okay Ah, ah this is the build up i love this this build is this up. is you like the, the is slow bowl boil I- comes <laughs> up you <know>. yeah yeah <laughs> so well we 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 have to we have to do tell me we gotta end on tell i me, i yeah it, i think it, I, it is. yeah. Yes, but I'm I'm gonna pick a, a a different remix than what you've shared. So you know this oh, is a little wow. twist. This is you know even new, right? Okay. So yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna take uh, the Art Man edit. We're gonna what? go out with that. Yeah.
1: Who's that? What's that? That's See, I'm awesome. telling you, I'm
2: telling you. I got to do some crate digging. Uh, you <laughs> you got me when you're like, there's all these remixes. I was listening. I was like, oh no, you didn't pick mine. Okay, I was like. <laughs> Yes, I got something new. So yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you know what year this one came out?
2: Uh no, I have to go back and wow, talk to
1: you later. But
2: yeah,
1: uh huh. I'm looking really forward yep. to this. This is very Ooh. cool.
2: Yes, you know, got to bring something new. Yeah. Challenge so the album version is
1: still up for grabs. Okay, no, it is still right.
2: up for grabs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's lots to pick
1: from from this, and I wouldn't.
2: Yes, well, see you let me pick first, and so I thank you for doing that. (laughs) You know, we'd have to, you know, arm wrestle off
1: off air. So you know, (laughs) uh Um, well, oh, nice! I'm very excited by the uh, by your pick. That's super cool. okay Yes, um, I guess I I, if there's any other closing comments you have for the album for me, all I can say is that I I'm really happy we've done this one because. Uh, it, as I said, it, uh, it's difficult to envisage this ninety series of projects without this album kind of uh, getting its due care and attention uh, from us. So I'm I'm very happy that you uh, it means as much to you as it does to me, and uh, yeah, I very much enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, it's always fun chatting with you,
2: Amron. I'm glad that um, we decided to do this. You know, it's the, our way of giving roses to uh, projects that we like. And uh, I'm glad we were able to do that for this one as well.